Hey guys, welcome to the Change Up Podcast. Josh and Chad here. This is where we talk about culturally relevant topics, but we look at them through an honest gospel worldview. Let's get it. What's up, Chad? What up, Josh? Well, it happened. What? Baby reveals have gone south. Oh, what happened? Well, unfortunately, there was an accidental gender reveal explosion that resulted in the death of a, the expectant father. No way. Yes. That's not true. I'm, it was in the Washington Post. Ah, that's super sad. I was about to make a joke, but I'm not going to now. No, it's, I guess, yeah, it's, I lightly bring it up, but it is tragic that this guy died he was building up this like explosive you know they explode now in blue or pink whatever Mm -hmm. i wonder what the um the trans group is going to do with the colors they must hate the blue pink (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's like everyone explodes in a rainbow just like (laughs) it's gonna be something right (laughs) (laughs) why would you even do a gender reveal if you're yeah there's no community oh yeah there'd be no point point. but when are they going to cancel gender reveals Oh, they're, who knows? Well, they may cancel themselves if people start blowing themselves up over them, so. Yeah. <laughs> he basically was setting this thing up in his garage, and uh, him and his, his brother, and it just exploded, I guess, on him. Mal- ac- it malfunctioned. Accidentally. Yeah, totally out- wow. accidental. That's super tragic. I mean, anytime you're messing around with explosives, it's not safe. Mm-mm. I mean, how many times do people get fingers blown off? Like, 4th of July every year, somebody's getting going to the hospital. Fingers getting blown off, all kinds of stuff. And um, so, yeah, it's like... There's, for there's, something so unnecessary. There's a redneck side of me that's like, you know, if we're blowing stuff up, it's pretty cool, you know? Yes. But then there's like the... But is it worth it <laughs> to the... Like, to put yourself in danger when you have a baby on the way? Just... So everyone can ooh and ah over what color blows up out of it. Right. I mean, I think we should back it down to like, you know, if you want to do it, like cutting the cake open and it's inside a certain color. Like let's, yeah. let's back it down to a no one can get hurt in this. Right. It's situation. a risk versus reward ratio. Or even like I saw the guy, you know, he was target shooting and had like just a little like a balloon, you know, and you just shoot it and it blows. Yeah. Know? Like there's things like that that have very little risk to anyone getting hurt or the golf ball you know there's there's things to do that are fun you know that that you don't have to risk life and limb mm-hmm. for a baby reveal yeah so uh, but man pray for that famous that's uh i couldn't imagine being that wife and like something that was supposed to be such a joyful occasion and has now turned into a tragedy Mm-mm-mm. so life is short for sure it's a vapor all right. Well, we got some, we got some topics today. We're basically we're kind of continuing along the uh, vein we've been in. We started with worship issue or the issue of worship, and then what it takes to love God and really grow your affections for God. So today we wanted to you know, start with a topic, the gospel, mm-hmm. and ultimately, you know, everyone on this podcast has probably heard, you know, in order to to be saved, you must believe, mm-hmm. believe in Jesus. Well. 
well, what must one believe about Jesus is, right. is going to be really what we address today, and we're going to be looking at our gospel tool. Mm-hmm. Um, so just a little preview, um, but before we do that, I'm going to get some hot takes on Chad about number one, first topic. Are you changing the name to hot takes, or is it still take it or leave it? No, I still take it or leave it, but okay. ultimately what it is is a hot take. So the first topic is ginger. I already know what this one is because you basically already said it to me. Oh, on Sunday? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I'll take it just for just for the other gingers in the world. Yeah, so did you grow up with the bullying of yeah. people uh, called you ginger? For my hair color. Not, no, no, the, the term ginger, that's a new that's a newer. phenomenon. No, they just like just redhead stuff. But that was, you were still like the redheaded stepchild. That was yeah, all. Yeah, you'd get the butt of the jokes on that kind of thing. Um I did mostly when I was younger. Uh, once I became like a good athlete and stuff, like all that kind of went away. It's then kinda it became kind of like it's kind of weird. Yeah, iconic. it's kind of weird. Like then it then it became like a a good thing in some way, like a identifier in a good way. It sets you apart a little bit. Yeah, but when I was real young, you know, ignorant kids and stuff like that. I was like me. I had a curly curly afro, right? And so that people would make fun of me. But once I embraced it mm-hmm. and like was confident like it became like right you know oh yeah which is a good lesson for kids who are getting bullied especially about dumb things that you're just created with that aren't bad it's like people can't define what what you think is good mm-hmm. and don't let them define it it's the same kind of thing like you just lean into it and be like i don't really care you know because bullies are are weak-minded people anyway well that's what i want you, you know? to talk to like how how does one because mostly kids are dealing with bullying like mm-hmm. i think it it come it bleeds over into the adult right uh, realm well, bullying, as well. Bullying comes out of insecurity. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the person who's who's the bully is a weak minded, insecure person. Which is, I'm not saying that mean towards them. I'm saying many of them have bad home lives themselves. They feel insecure about a lot of stuff themselves, and it's a way like they find something to pick on with someone else, makes them feel better about themselves. Like that's just. And if you're the type of person that like still does that as an adult, like you know. You need to change your life, <laughs> right? Because that's ridiculous. <laughs> um, but that's where it comes from: insecurity. It's feeling insecure about yourself. Therefore, I'm gonna, I'm gonna feel better about me by piling on someone else and something usually that they can't even control. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I got made fun of for being like poor and having red hair. Well, I didn't choose where I was born. <laughs> you know, I had no control over being poor and not right. poor. And uh, God. Uh, Gave me red hair, so what am I supposed to do about that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, if they were smart, the bullying would be merit-based. Yeah. Like, wow, <laughs> you flunked that test. Right. You're or, an idiot. Or you're lazy. <laughs> or, I mean, there's something, you know, if if there was something, like, to actually find in me that was that I was choosing to do, like, that that would hurt worse than, like, okay, cool. Like, I can't change, can't change how God made me. Right. <laughs> but a lot of kids don't have that awareness to be right. able to, say that to themselves sure and it, when i was a little kid i mean yeah it, it definitely hurt my feelings and i got in a few playground fights and uh that also helped stop the bullying because when you're a redneck growing up rough you tend to be a little bit tougher than mm-hmm. all the other kids so so that that quieted it down a little bit after a couple of those brawls <laughs> yeah yeah we try to teach our kids uh, like spot bullying and be able to identify it and same thing like Hey, just remember, if someone's bullying, they must feel pretty terrible about themselves. So, 
this will make you laugh. So one of the fights on the playground, because this is so unconventional, it was just funny to think back on. But I was a big professional wrestling fan as a kid, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And our playground, for some reason, was on a big hill. Like, it, it was like, you're at the top of the hill, then you came down, and it kind of plateaued. There's like some swings, and then it went like down a hill again. Mm. Like, pretty steep, too. As I think back, I'm like, this is probably not a great place to build a playground. Right. But we did a lot of, like, you know, rolling down the hill and that, that kind of stuff. So one of the kids who was bullying me was, like, standing on the edge of the hill. And he was saying something. I didn't say anything. I just ran and drop kicked him down the hill. <laughs> he went all the way down it. And then came running up to the, like, trying to run up the hill, you know, to the teacher. But, like, grass all over. <laughs> you dro- like, you did a flying kick toward him? Yeah, I just saw it on TV. Thought, you know what? <laughs> Wow, that's awesome! Uh, and uh, I just as you know, I just because I saw it on TV. Yeah, right? I'm like, I'll show you. Uh huh. I'm like, that's probably the funniest like fight I ever got. Because <laughs> it was really wasn't a fight because he just went crying to the teacher because it's pretty embarrassing to roll. Right. Down the hill. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough to get up and come like charging up this steep hill towards me. I mean, yeah. it was, was kind of over at that point. That's good. Uh, so that was, I always remember that one. It's like, I don't even know what I was thinking. It was, it was epic. You know, What did like, he tell you to set you off? Nothing. I don't, I'm, I'm sure he was just saying, like, you're dumb. Like, why do you got red hair? I mean, it's probably just something stupid. Yeah. And uh, I just remembered a wrestling move I saw. <laughs> Thought, let's try it out. I'll take care of this. <laughs> <laughs> you're standing next to the hill. <laughs> Mm, that's good so anyway that was one of my favorites to think back on and it was just like it was dumb like i had to sit out of recess and he had to sit it was just like it was over right kid never said anything about my hair again there you go you gotta stand up to him (laughs) yeah we don't promote violence but i mean hey you gotta defend yourself every once in a while you do all right well i just wanted a quick little hot take on i just thought it was interesting like the ginger thing is we have a friend that's a teacher Mm -hmm. local for show and uh He's a high school teacher, and he deals with it all the time. And so he's like, this is a new thing. Like, we, we haven't heard this term before. We have a new bullying term. I mean, it's the same, it's the same stuff. Like, it, it's no different than anything else, right? It's the same root that racism and everything else comes out of. Complete insecurity and ignorance. Mm-hmm. Seeing someone who just is different and, and just picking out the difference and using it as a way to tear someone down. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I say... Um, to people when they say it to me now, like, oh, how do you feel about people, you know, your ginger or whatever? I was like, I mean, if you want to make fun of God's creation, you go ahead. Because <laughs> yeah, God, God gave it to me, so do you think God made a mistake? Right. And usually they're like, crickets, they don't want to say anything else. Yeah. It's like, what do you want me to say? That's good. Shut them down. You know? All so. right. Next topic. Higher learning. Huh. <sighs> Is this going to be intellectual? It might be too early for this. <laughs> <laughs> Not feel on top of your game? Nah. Uh, I'll pass on this one. Oh, man. I was going to get your take on college degrees, necessary or optional. Hmm. Bring it back up another next time. Next time. I, I, give, I give some thoughts to that. <laughs> All right, next one. UFO. <laughs> Should have taken the higher <laughs> one. <laughs> Well, you know me. I can't say no to more than one. No. I feel like I'm... You can't. Walked you into this one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. There's been a lot... So you're taking? Yeah. There's been a lot of uh, media attention on the release of a bunch of documents regarding UFOs. We're talking unidentified flying objects. Proof of mm-hmm. extraterrestrial sure. life. What are your thoughts on 
the the uh, idea of there being intelligent life out there? Um, well, I have actually thought about this a little bit. Somebody else asked me, like, would this disprove the Bible? Mm-hmm. And I would say no. Um, one, I mean, we still don't know if there's actual proof of it. Uh, we haven't. Just because something's unidentified doesn't mean that it's alien. Right. It just means that maybe there's another country that's figured out some technology on something that we've never seen before. And Well, the Pentagon, you know, I believe the Pentagon has said it's made of material, not of this world. Right, but they haven't actually... The government is pretty good about lying to us, though, so <laughs> yeah. it could be just a distraction. And it's, not, and it's not like they actually caught it or is showing us anything. It's like... And it's just the craft itself. Right. I don't think they got any bodies in jail right. like the movies show you. Right. But at the same time, we know that God, God's given us his word. He's told us everything we need in his word to know him and live righteously. We also know that God created the entire universe. So could God have also created life on other planets and stuff like that? Possibly. doesn't say one way or the other. We mm-hmm. also know that there's spiritual uh, realms Realm. and things and it could be things like that that people are seeing you know like we believe in that too so it doesn't alarm me it doesn't take away from the gospel being true or that God created all this like I said he created the heavens and the earth he created everything so nothing's outside of the possibility of what God could have done just because he didn't see that we needed to see that part right he gave us what we need to know him here mm-hmm. in this life so there could you know if we if an alien actually sat down here and we are able to talk to him, you know, like I, it wouldn't mean that God didn't create that per, that being too. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, it still doesn't answer the question, well, okay, who created them? Exactly. Who created So it doesn't the dis- universe. discredit or disprove God, it, but at the same time, I preface that with saying I'd have to actually see the proof of an alien before we went down that road anyway. Mm-hmm. Um and what we see or what they're seeing, this unidentified crafts and things, we have no idea where those things are coming from or what's what's happening. Because there's elements that they're still trying to discover or newly discovered stuff. or all, There's all kinds of things, right? Yeah. And we have no idea that, you know, China could have, they could be secretly working on stuff with technology that we don't. So just because they're saying this is not anything we've ever seen before, okay doesn't mean that it didn't happen here somewhere right you know so but you know what was really funny about all that stuff is the pentagon comes out and says that and that was during like all the election stuff with trump and stuff oh, yeah. and that got literally no play nobody even blinked an eye about it yeah only i think joe rogan <laughs> picked it up That's right about it. right there could have like any other time in history if the pentagon came out and said that there's ufos people would have went nuts yeah they come out and say it in the middle of that stuff. It's just like well, that whole community that's just kind of been ostracized and looked at as crazy for the past 50, 60, 70 years. Yeah, they're finally like, yes, our vindication, and, and like, nobody cared. <laughs> Literally, no one cared. Not even thought about it. Yeah, I was like, that's kind of interesting if you think about like how media works and everything. Like how they they really control what the focus is. Oh yeah, and they they really get people riled up about what they want to get people riled up about because. That should have been a bigger deal. Yeah. Well, you could say the same for child trafficking. 800,000 kids go missing every year. Mm-hmm. Gets zero attention. Oh, yeah. They just arrested like 27 guys in this child uh, sex trafficking ring. Mm. Got no attention on the media. That's huge. Well, I mean, I'll take it even further. Like in what I do with mental health stuff, 
I know I've harped on this many times, but all this COVID stuff and mental health issues continue to rise astronomically and it's like completely being ignored for a disease that's less than 1% death rates. But the percentage of death in mental health issues has risen by 25%. percent mm-hmm. And many, much of it due to the lockdowns and things of that nature. How does that make any sense? You know what I'm saying? It's like it, it doesn't make logical sense that we yeah. are over worried about this thing over here. It's not even really that big of a deal anymore. It's like, yes, it kills some people. But when the percentage rate's less than 1%, it's not like a plague. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not. So I'm, I'm not being... Like, I, I hurt for the people that have lost loved ones due to it. But, however, there are people who lost loved ones to suicide, to overdoses, to, you know, I'm like, there's many more people who've lost people to that since, yeah. the, since the lockdowns. Mm-hmm. But no one cares. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it, it's they'll, they'll focus on what they'll focus on is my point. Yeah. We can't even get UFOs out there anymore. <laughs> Nah, it's crazy. I don't know what it takes to make a headline. It takes like I feel like Bigfoot could do an interview and people wouldn't care. Yeah, they'd turn around and be like, "But the, but Black Lives Matter." Like Bigfoot's right here. Right. Well, this is something I've been thinking through, and I want to read more and study more about this. But like the fact of hypocrisy Mm -hmm. as not being a a result of media and the left, but really a tool. Yeah. Like people purposely engaging in hypocrisy for what purpose i don't yet understand Mm -hmm. but i really think it's no we need to be more hypocritical because it destroys truth when they do it maybe that's their their fundamental goal is to destroy the truth well we went down that path already that we went away from any sort of objective truth to now individualism and emotionalism and everyone's truth is their own truth unless you disagree with their truth. Right. And so that's what you see. You take Gina Carano and this whole thing's happened with her. You know, she did a great interview with Ben Shapiro. You should listen or watch it. Yeah. Um, and just about, like, what she was saying, like, her tweets were, they were logical. They weren't, like, slandering anyone. But that the agenda of the left, like, they had a less fire Gina, like they wanted to get her fired they've been trying to do it for months mm-hmm. they're looking for any reason possible right and it's like none of, but at the same time her co-star you know pedro pascal or whatever he did a way worse tweet about like inappropriate holocaust stuff for the left side like two years ago oh really that no one even blinked an eye at mm. now she says i'm friends with him and like it's okay like we're just different you know we love each other just different political like her point was like no one should be fired over free speech mm-hmm. but like it's hypocrisy of what she said was like logical and even like it wasn't even about jews or Holoc- like it was just about basically that she they proved her point <laughs> right yeah. and his was actually like egregious you know and what he said about harmful and harmful and disrespectful to those who actually went through the holocaust you know but it was like a leftist agenda yeah tweet well i don't i don't really care that disney fired her like i think it's their right to fire her right like they're a private company so they can do whatever they want well it's not even about disney it's about like this mob on social media oh yeah like they will they'll choose who they want to choose to cancel yeah it's not logic it's not like we're not playing by any certain rules or the same rules right 
It's we don't like her. She's concerned, which is so funny because they're all about feminism and like stand up to bullies and like strong women. She's an MMA fighter, strong woman, stand up to bullies, and she right. got canceled. <laughs> like a girl in a man's world. <laughs> it's so and crazy. Like doing great. Yeah, and sh- and they cancel her. Right. Isn't that crazy? And no one on the conservative <laughs> side cares at all that she's a woman being successful in all these quote unquote manly endeavors. Yeah, we're all like great. Yeah, which is like that's that's the issue with the left. They like think the conservatives are the yeah, bunch we're, of misogynistic. We're against, we're against women and stuff. It's like no, actually, like you know, Cara Dune, Mandalorian, awesome, good job. Well, and, and that's <laughs> and that's yeah. what I'm getting at. Like, so we see like as a result all of this hypocrisy coming out, and you think like the hypocrisy is like, oh wait, but don't you see this as hypocritical? Like mm-hmm. you should not like it's not logical. Right. But that's what I'm getting at. Is I think the hypocrisy at a deep level. Is some of some of the more um, instrumental people right. on this movement? Because you got to mm-hmm. think with any movement, there are the the think tanks, like the talking heads, or the right. really like the ground foundational work to be done for a movement. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're just coming up with this. It seems like they're coming up with like on the fly, like mm, no, oh, let's believe this. Now. But I think the hypocrisy is really built into you know that um, ideology right. at the ground level. Just like we talked about last time, like it's it's genuine slavery. Like you're either with us or against us mentality. Yeah, is what they have. It's not freedom, even though that that's like what they're saying they're standing up for. Well, I mean, it's helpful to me too, though. When I think of it, it's like when you identify hypocrisy. For that was so difficult for me to see and then accept. It's like, no, 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 you can't say that. That doesn't make any sense. And you you combat at their level, but mm-hmm. the whole time they're just smiling like. It's kind of like a bully when he says something that's not true, and you're like, well, but, but, no, no, I'm not actually poor. Or, yeah, but red hair, I can't help this. It doesn't make any sense that you're making fun of me. They're like, I don't care. Yeah, I, I just want to get a rise I out got of you. you. Yeah, that's right. And so it's, they're bullying and us. And that's man. why, yeah, they're bullying because. But we're playing their game. Go watch. By the, trying to prove them logically. <laughs> yeah, we'll go watch the interview with, with uh, Gina Carano because that was her whole thing is like, she actually talked to the LGBT. TBQ, like there's a whole office at Disney that like, like public relations, like make yeah. sure. And she said I, she actually had a great conversation with them, and they were actually apologizing to her, like this is this is not representing us, right? Like this whole thing out there is like a thing of its own. Mm-hmm. They're they're using these platforms as like we're standing up for these people, and like the actual people are like. Nah, like, right. and we saw, like, we understand what you're saying. Like, we take no, fin- like, they were fine with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was, it was interesting that she ended up getting fired, but it was really Lucas film, like the lady who runs that, that had that say. Yeah. And then so apparently John Favreau and all his guys are really mad about the whole, th- yeah, it's, we'll see what happens is what I'm saying. Yeah, be interesting. But anyway, but that's the point of bullying. It's like half the time it's not even, it's not even true of what they're saying they're doing. You know, like they're mm-hmm. saying they're standing up for these rights and all this stuff, and the people that they say they're standing up for don't even agree with how they're handling it. Right. <laughs> you know? Yep. That's why it's important for us to, to stand on truth. Like, the best thing we can do for this world, yeah, we may not get to play in the media, you know, but in real life, you know, outside of social media world, in real life, you know, standing up for truth matters. Yeah. Speaking truth matters. Well, today's topic, we're... This may be the truest thing we ever wrote. That's Tupac. (laughs) 
It's the truest thing I ever wrote. Yeah. All right. Um. Anyway, sorry about that. So, <laughs> <laughs> this this episode is centered on the gospel. Um, we want to we want this to be a tool for listeners. Mm-hmm. Come back to this episode when you need a refresher, when you need to learn for yourself what the gospel actually is. Right. Maybe a discipler or someone. Uh, who loves you, said, hey, check out this episode on the gospel. We're going to explain it. Um, mm-hmm. the, the past couple of weeks, we've been talking about just loving God and this idea of worship, mm-hmm. building affections for him. And this, you know, this is done through primarily reading his word, through what he's revealed to us about right. himself and his word. You can't love what you don't know. And so mm-hmm. uh, we must know God through his word, and we must know the gospel um, at right. a deep level. Uh, typically, um, the Christians in our Christian culture would probably be able to recite Romans ten nine. You must confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe that God raised him from the dead, and then you'll be saved. Mm-hmm. And so the question is, what must you believe, though? Yeah, you know, like people can get a skewed view of who Jesus is, now, well, and we want to make sure to explain the whole gospel. A lot of times, when the gospel is being shared, um the the whole gospel or the, the implications or, or what it actually means hasn't been explained rightly. Right. Like, for instance, sin. You may not even, you just, hey, believe in Jesus and you'll be saved. Well, we got to talk about sin. Right. right? We got to talk about the fact that Jesus died and was raised. Right. Like, if you don't know those two gotta things. we got to figure out, well, why do, why do we have sin? Where that come, you know, there's all, yeah. all kinds of things to. So we don't want to overwhelm someone. I think the gospel, well, you tell me, mm-hmm. can the gospel and everyone's different, but for the most part, can you sit down with someone in an hour and get to them to see the truth of the full gospel coming from a, no background of faith? Mm-hmm. And yeah, and, of course. And believe, okay, great. Yeah. So well, that's we, what we're going to do, only not in an it, hour. We're going to do it in 30 minutes. I was going to say, we're going to do it in less than an hour. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, and thankfully we have this tool uh, at TFC resources.com uh, it's our gospel tool um, Pastor Sam took the time to to lay this out and give us uh, a clear picture which I'm grateful for his work on this and this is what we teach our disciples at our church and uh, this is not uh, unique to us Pastor Sanders took the time to to curate the some verses under each topical heading that we need to know when it comes to explaining the gospel yeah so well a couple more things so you may think, well, I'm already saved. You know, I know the gospel. This, I'm going to skip next episode. But you don't grow out of the gospel. Mm-mm. How you come to know Christ is the same way you're uh, perfected in him or right. progressed to perfection or made holy or sanctified, You know, th- using a theological term. Um, and so we need the gospel daily in our Christian walk. Uh, we need it for our children. You know, they're not yet saved. If they're not yet saved, we need we need it for them. We need to preach to them. We need it for our neighbors, for our friends. Like we need to know this truth better than we know anything else, mm-hmm. right? So um, we're going to walk through it. Um, if you want to pull up the gospel tract that we have to field, I got the link in the show notes right now. Yeah, speaking into the future right now, um, but it'll be there. You can pull it up, a little yellow card, and uh, let's walk through it. Awesome. Well, point number one that we have to understand before we even get to us, we have to understand who God is because that's going to explain who we are, right? Mm-hmm. So point one is God is holy, and we got to understand what that means. And um, maybe you can help me. We'll, we'll kind of trade off on, 
on passages. So mm-hmm. I'll read Psalm seventy one nineteen. You grab Isaiah six when I'm done with this one. Yeah, and and so on and so forth. That way we can keep it moving. But Psalm seventy one nineteen says this: Your righteousness, O God, reaches the high heavens. You who have done great things, O God, who is like you? And so this verse really pointing out that God is above the heavens, that he is outside of time, outside of space. He's the one who created all this, and the psalmist says it rightly. You, O God, who is like you? Because the definition of holiness is set apart, special, different. Right, God is not like us. Mm-hmm. He is not like anything we see in this world. He is set apart. He is perfectly good and holy and high above all all creation. Yeah. So it's important yeah, for I us love to realize that. Colossians one fifteen for this too, which we don't have in our 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 track, but just extra to really ex- explore that more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the next one is Isaiah six one through six, and really what we see here is the whole progression of the gospel in just a different story form. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'll read through it. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up. There we see his holiness set apart. And the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him stood the seraphim. Each had six wings. With two, he covered his face. And with two, he covered his feet. And with two, he flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, 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 is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. So we got three verses about God's holiness. Mm-hmm. And it continues. And the foundations of the thresholds shook at the voice of him who called and the house was filled with smoke. And then verse five, and I said, woe is me for I am lost for I'm a man of unclean lips and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the king. So Isaiah is starting to feel the weight of his sin right now in the midst of his holy God. Uh, For my eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a burning coal that he had taken with tongs from the altar. Mm -hmm. And he touched my mouth and said, behold, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. Mm -hmm. So there we see cleansing. Right. And then um, I'm going beyond verse six, but should right. we come back to this? We'll come back to it in just a second. Yeah, because we'll see the completion of the gospel in, mm-hmm. in verse eight. But that first part of Isaiah six, we see Isaiah coming in this vision to the throne room. This Isaiah, by the way, is, you know, when it comes to like holy guys, <clears throat> I mean, he's a prophet of the Lord. He's a man that God has chosen to speak through. And when he sees God in his, his fullness, his greatness, his holiness, his response is to hit his knees and say, I'm a man of unclean lips, which I think that's really um, specific because his job is to be the mouthpiece of God, to be a prophet. Mm-hmm. And what he says is my lips are unclean. Mm-hmm. Think about that. God's speaking through his mouth, yet he believe, he he sees his sin and his lips are unclean. Right. Because when he's matched up against the holiness of God, when you see God in his right in his right state, it should create an awe. And, you know, that word awesome we use way too much and for things that are not awesome. But God is awesome. Like when you see him, it creates this this wow, this mm-hmm. awe. This, and when you see him rightly, uh, the only response is, I'm going to, you know, I'm a man of unclean. I'm, I'm going to die. I'm undone. Like it's just yeah. this idea. And so it's important for us to see it in that way. I was teaching my kids. We were, we were going through Acts 2 and that, Acts two forty two through forty seven and it talks about kind of you see the fellowship of the believers. 
But it talks about right after they're sitting there and they're saying like they're devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and the breaking of bed. And it says, and then awe came upon all their souls. Like when they saw the word of God, heard the word of God mm-hmm. preached rightly, that they saw God rightly and therefore it created an awe in their hearts. Mm-hmm. Right. And so God is holy. It's important for us to see that. The last passage here is 1 John 1 5. It says, and this is speaking in context of Jesus himself, who was the manifestation of, of God on earth. It says, This is the message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. So part of God's holiness is his perfection. His he's completely, perfectly good mm-hmm. and holy and set apart. So it's important for us to establish that God is holy. And then we go into, okay, if God is holy, then why were we created? Well, number two there is we were created for the glory of God. That's our purpose. And it's important for us to distinct that it's not this life is not about us. Mm-hmm. We were created, and we've talked about this on past podcasts, to worship, to be image bearers of God, to spread his image throughout all the earth, not our own. We were created for his glory, right? So Isaiah 43, 7. Do you have that one, Josh? Yeah. It says, Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. Right. So he created everyone for his glory. Colossians 1, 16 says... For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. So it really establishing and speaking of God, speaking of Christ, that everything, no matter what we see on this earth, was created through him and also for him, not for us. And I think this may be one of the biggest missing pieces in people's gospel in their Mm -hmm. mind is that just because we live in a very individualistic culture Mm -hmm. and society, and so people have a hard time thinking this Mm -hmm. world is not about them, primarily. And pride's the number one sin. We'll get to that when we're sinners. But when you go to uh, uh, Genesis 3, that was the issue, that Satan tricked them in in thinking that they could be like God. That's pride. Mm -hmm. And pride is, it's about me, I'm God. Like the world revolves around me, right? And and so it's hard. So when the gospel is preached in that way of like God loves you and he wants you to know him and he wants you to have heaven and so just believe in him. It's like, well, that's not really the right gospel because it's still making it about you. Right. Well, everything has to have, and this is from Jonathan Edwards, an ultimate end. Mm-hmm. Like Things can have many ends, many purposes, but there has to be an ultimate end for something that is created. And you have to look to the creator to see, okay, what is the point of this? What Mm -hmm. is the point of this thing that you created? And so we see the the, why he created the heavens, the earth, and man. And so Romans 1.20 shows us this. um, For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, this is explaining why, why people who maybe haven't heard the gospel, heard about God, uh, they don't have an excuse to not believe in him. It, right. What can be known about God is plain to them. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, 
but they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. Mm -hmm. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. Uh, Is it through 25? 25, yeah. Therefore God gave them up in the lusts of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves. By the way, this is just commentary on our culture right now. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) And every culture that falls away from God. You're right. Because, this is why this is happening, they exchanged the truth about God for a lie Mm -hmm. and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. Right. So what we got messed up was their worship, What, why they were created, why we were created. That's That's what sin comes from. We... We no longer worship God, but we worship ourselves through the worshiping of idols and other created things. Yep. First Corinthians ten thirty one tells us, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. So once again, showing that this is our purpose, that whatever we do, and Paul uses two, the two basic human needs, eating and drinking. You can glorify God in no matter what you're doing because it comes out of your heart, what you're worshiping. So whether mm-hmm. you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it to the glory of God because that's our purpose. Yeah. So then we get to, to number three on this. So we've talked about God is holy and we were created for his glory, but... We'll talk through point two, the sea saver, show, share. It's a difficult one to... Sea <laughs> saver, so, show, share. So, so... Go ahead. Well, just the idea of like what it means to mm-hmm. to live out this life of worship, mm-hmm. you have to see God and we see him through his word. Right. But it's not enough to just see him. We have to then savor that or treasure it, mm-hmm. we'll, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. Yeah, and we talked about that on our last podcast, that meditating upon his word. Yeah. Right. And then showing him, I guess that's referring to... Just through your actions, through your life, like that you actually... You ha- oh, it shows the transformation. This is a new edition. Right, so. you genuinely show with your life... Um, a love and a worship for God, and then you share that, which what we're through doing evangelism, right, now. right, yeah. So this is what it means to live um, or to be an image bearer for God, which is the mm-hmm. same as like showing, glorifying Him in your life, right? You see, savor, show, right, share. It's like a right. template for that, which that gets broken by sin. So and that brings us to number three: is we're all sinners. Mm-hmm. We are sinners. Um, one passage that's not in there I just referenced is Genesis 3. Um, I recommend, you know, you going and reading that um, just because it shows where sin entered into the world through Adam and Eve through the believing of the lie that they could be like God and they disobeyed God by eating of the fruit of the tree of life. And, and then from there, sin entered into the world. And we'll see in Romans 5 that through one man came came death through sin. Mm -hmm. So Romans 3.23 is for all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. So that's that truth is because of sin, we have all fallen short of the glory of God. The thing that we were created for to glorify God, our sin makes it impossible to do. We have fallen short. Mm -hmm. We we can't, even in, in our best days, trying to live good and moral by the world's standards, fall short of the glorious perfection of God and, and what it means to look like God or to be holy or be image bearers. Mm-hmm. Romans three ten through 12, you want to grab that one? Yeah, so Paul is, is showing that no one is righteous. He says, both Jews and Greeks are under sin, as it is written. Mm-hmm. None is righteous, no, not one. 
No one understands. No one seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. Right. So just making it very clear that no one escapes this idea of sin. Right. That all of us have it. Yeah, and we develop from that this doctrine of depravity. Mm -hmm. Like we are... Right. There's nothing we can do in and of ourselves to... Uh, to please God. Mm-hmm. Another verse you could add to this section is Ephesians 2, 1 through 3, mm. just showing our total depravity that we're all dead in our trespasses and sins. No one, you know, no one seeks after God, uh, to what Romans 3 said there. And then Romans five twelve says, Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, speaking of Adam, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned. So just showing you that progression of when Adam and Eve sinned, sin entered into the world through through Adam and spread to all men. And this is, point three is probably the next most popular misunderstood or misgrasped point of mm-hmm. the gospel is people don't understand the depths of their sin. Right. They think of their sin as what their behavior is. Right. And if they look a little better than the next guy right. or better than they used to be, mm-hmm. well, you know, God will have to accept them. Jesus talks a lot about this on the Sermon on the Mount because he will address things like adultery and say, I tell you the truth that even if you look upon a woman with lust in your heart, you've committed adultery. Right. Or if you have anger in your heart, you've committed murder. Mm-hmm. Helping us see that it goes well beyond our actions. It's, it's the heart attitude. It's our beliefs. It's our desires. Like sin is within everything of our dna our yeah. bone structure you know like everything is within us right? yeah every part of the human nature is fallen soul right. spirit physical right. like so emotional. because of because of sin there is no possible way for us to bring glory to god mm-hmm. so number two is automatically impossible for those without christ because of sin well, the analogy used a lot is from Genesis one twenty seven. We're created in God's image, mm-hmm. which means we're meant to bear His image to the world like little mirrors. Right. And so now, if you think the mirror that we're holding is now shattered, yeah. how can we possibly bear someone's image when the the tool, us, mm-hmm. our bodies, our lives, meant to glorify Him, is now shattered? It's impossible. Right. We can't it's, do it. It's impossible without God. Right. And we, Number all, four. All things. Yeah. There is punishment for sin. So now we need to understand that there is wrath. There is punishment. God is just in punishing sin. Romans 6.23a says, For the wages of sin is death. And that death uh, isn't just physical, although it is physical. You know, when Adam and Eve were in the garden before sin, they were, they were living forever. And then once sin came in, death came through sin, mm-hmm. physically, but also spiritually. They were put out of the garden. They were put out of God's presence. Spiritual death is a separation from God, meaning we cannot be in the presence of God because of our sin, because he's holy. Right. So it can't mix, right? And so what that means is once we physically die, if something doesn't happen, then we'll have to pay for the punishment of our sin for all eternity, which is eternal separation in a place called hell. Mm-hmm. You know, spiritual death. Which ultimately you're getting what your heart wants, you know, God's being just mm-hmm. in that on two ways because one, his nature is, is not going to allow for imperfections. Mm-hmm. And two, your heart is fallen. You don't want God. Right. Romans 3.10 showed us that. Right. So Hebrews 9.27, um, proof of the, the punishment, it says, and just as it is appointed for man to die once, and after that comes judgment. Mm-hmm. So in, in the afterlife, there will be a judgment for all. 
Um, we'll talk about what that means for those who are in Christ, but for everyone, there will be a judgment um, that they face. John three thirty six. I'm way off here on my Bible. Give me a second. I don't know what I was thinking. I was like looking for 30 First something. John? <laughs> yeah. John three thirty six says, Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God remains on him. And that word remains right there is very important because it's not like a one day you're good, one day you're not. Like those who are without Christ are already condemned. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the second part of uh, John three sixteen, verse 17. For God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Right? Um, whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already. Mm-hmm. So just helping us see like our natural state is one that's on a path of destruction and already condemned. Right. So you're you're going towards destruction for two reasons. The sin you commit, mm-hmm. no matter how um, menial it may seem at the moment, no right. matter how good you may f- seem in, in comparison to other people, but also the death and the sin that entered through your DNA, through Adam, mm-hmm. through your fallen nature, you're being punished for both. And so even if you feel like you're living a moral life, you still have to answer to right. the sin that is the fallen nature of humankind. Mm-hmm. That's right. But then, so now that we've explained that thoroughly, hopefully, number five is that Jesus took our punishment by paying the penalty for sin. So this is why the gospel matters. That's why it's good news. That's why it's good news, because you're already condemned. Your sin already condemns you. Therefore, you need a Savior. You need someone to take the punishment for your sin so that you don't have to. Um, and so, First Peter 3.18. I got it. You got it. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God, mm-hmm. being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit, in which he went and proclaimed to the spirits in prison. Right. Was it just 3.18? Yeah. Okay. Just 3.18, so... Went a little far, but it's okay. Yeah. But yeah, he, he puts the death in his body, like makes us alive in spirit. Well, it shows his purpose. He wants to bring us to God. Mm-hmm. The separation, the eternal separation that we all have deserved, Christ wants to fix that by bringing us back to him. And, and how he does it is in the second half of the verse, he's put to death in the flesh. Right, but made alive by the spirit. Romans 3.23. we talked about the first part is for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So we don't have to have this punishment, this eternal death, that through Christ there's an opportunity for eternal life. There's a free gift of God, and we're going to talk more about what that means. Romans 5, 8 through 10, I'll just grab that because I'm already here, says... Uh, But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we have not been justified by his blood, much more shall be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more, now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. So just talking about, it's not, you don't clean yourself up. It's not about getting better. It's about Christ died while we were still sinners, while we were his enemies. But he made a way for us to be reconciled to him mm-hmm. through faith in him. Yeah. You got First Timothy 1, 5, 15? Yeah, it says, The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance. You don't see that a lot. 
in the Bible when Paul writes. So whatever he's about to say is going to be mightily important. That Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the foremost. And so, I mean, this is echoed all throughout the Gospels too. Like the reason Jesus didn't speak to any really social issues or behavior modification was because he needed people to understand like mm-hmm. their deepest need. What they really needed was salvation so right. that they could go to heaven. Mm-hmm. That's right. So how do we respond to this now that we see this? We respond with repentance and faith. Repentance and faith. So many people, as you're sharing this with them, will say, okay, I get all this, so what am I supposed to do? How do I... How do I receive this gift? How do I get this gift, right? Mm-hmm. We respond with repentance and faith. Um, do you have Mark 1, 14? No, but I think that it just says repent and believe. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Matthew. Do Matthew thirteen forty four. Okay. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which mm-hmm. a man found and covered up. Then in his joy, key word there, mm-hmm. he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field, which is not a church. Right. Although that's that's where we get our name, right? Second um, Corinthians five fourteen through fifteen says, "For the love of Christ controls us, because we have concluded this: that one has died for all; therefore all have died, and he died for all, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who, for their sake, died and was raised." And so this idea that the love of Christ controlling us that we put our faith in into Christ and that he died for all of us, that we might live and no longer live for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So that repentance and faith that we're going to put ourselves off. We're going to lay our lives down. We're no longer going to live for ourselves. We're going to live for Christ. Um, Here's Mark 1, okay. 14. It says, Now after John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Nice. I'll hit this one too since we're running out of time a little bit. We'll hit it kind of quick. But um, Philippians 3 8 through 9 says, get it here. Indeed, I count everything as lost because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having righteousness of my own that comes from the law. But that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God, that depends on faith. So faith, putting our faith in Christ, is where um, salvation happens. It's through a belief, through our faith. And I now, say often, just to, because I get people asking me, like, what does faith mean? I said, you know, the analogy I give a lot is, is it's, it's knowledge with trust. You know, everyone has faith. Everyone lives life with some sort of faith, because you're you're having faith that your car is going to get you where you're going. You're not going to die. You know, you have faith. The chair is going to hold you up while you right. sit down in it. But I said, faith in Christ is a lot like, you know, I take the analogy of skydiving, right? You can do all the, you can all do all the prep work. You can learn about skydiving. You can pack your own chute. You can do all this stuff. You can be told exactly what to do and how it's going to open and all that good stuff. And you can say, like, I'm about it, right? And then, But faith happens when you're in the plane, the door opens, and you jump. Mm-hmm. If you never jump, you never had faith in that shoot. Right. Right? Like the knowledge with trust, like knowing what the shoot does and trusting that it's going to open when it's there. 
having faith in Christ is knowing exactly who he is, understanding the gospel, and having faith that he is who he says he is. And that's what Romans Well, I was going to say one thing faith is not is getting up in the plane and jumping out without a chute. Because then you're believing. (laughs) Right. right. Well, you're believing that in what? You don't know what you're believing (laughs) in. That you can fly, I guess. Yeah, what's your faith in? You have no object of your faith. Right. Romans 10, 9 and 10 really lays this out. So I kind of said that to set this up. It says, because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. For everyone who calls in the name of the Lord will be saved. And so the the keys here, I always circle for people, is... Paul gives you two two thoughts, two things you have to trust in and believe in order to be saved. One, confessing him as Lord. Believing that he is Lord, it means laying your life down and conforming to Christ's lordship in your life. Like he controls your life now. Mm-hmm. What he says goes. You conform to him and his word. He doesn't conform to you, right? It's not about you, it's about Jesus. And then secondly, you'll only do that if you believe in the resurrection, because the resurrection was the proof of his deity, that he was God. It was the proof that he's the Messiah, and it's proof that he's defeated sin and death, and he, he now reigns and rules. So if you don't believe in the resurrection the same way you believe in that chair you're sitting on, then you're not going to make him Lord, and you don't really have faith in who he is. Right. You have to believe in those two things. Mm-hmm. But if you do, it says you'll be saved, and, and no one will be put to shame who believes in that. Right. So it's important, but... It's not just a get-out-of-jail-free card. It's not just a, well, I'll try this because the alternatives are, you know, not as good. You know, that's not belief, and you're not saved. That's your attitude towards it. You you have to believe that he's truly God. Well, let's go back to Isaiah 6 and, and see how that concludes. So after he was cleansed through the um, through the coals that came from the altar by the seraphim, It says, and I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? And then I said, here I am, send me. And he said, go and say this, say to this people. Um, So that's the fruit Mm -hmm. that you're saved is that after the cleansing comes this uh, desire to live for him, Mm -hmm. desire to, as we call it, uh, live by the truth of his word. Right. That's right. And then Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, um, that one uh, tells us. Oh, that's on point six. I forgot that. Yeah, one. similar. Ephesians two. Let me get there real quick. I don't have it fully memorized. It's dead in your trespasses. Yeah. Well, it just says for grace, for by grace you've been saved with, uh, saved. Sorry, for grace you've been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing; it's the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. So once again, just hammering home, it's faith that saves you, that faith we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. And then last point, this is kind of the walk away. Let's say someone, they're all in, they, they believe that in their heart, they get saved. What do we do the rest of our lives? Well, we live by the truth of his word. And this is an evidence that you're truly saved, that you will live by the truth of his word. Yeah. Do you have Philippians 1, 20 through 21? I got Psalm 1. I wanna, I'll, I'll read you do that Psalm one. one and I'll, I'll get Philippians. We're going out so Psalm order. 1 says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season. Its leaf does not wither, and all that he does he prospers. Mm-hmm. The wicked are not so, but they are like chaff that the wind drives away. 
Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. Mm -hmm. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. That's right. I love that, meditating on the, the Word of God and that picture of that tree, that strong, solid tree that withstands the storms of life. Mm -hmm. um, Philippians 1, 20-21 says, As it is my eager expectation and hope that I will not be at all ashamed, but that with full courage, now as always, Christ will be honored in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. Once again, life being committed to the Word of God and to, to living for Christ. And then John eight twelve again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Mm -hmm. And then last but not least, we'll do 1 Thessalonians two thirteen, just to drive the point home. It says, um, yeah. And we also thank God constantly for this, that when we, you receive the Word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as the word of men, but as what is really what is what it really is, the word of God, which is at work in you believers. So living by the word is the fruit and the evidence of a saved heart and a saved life. And so we'll conclude in this way. Uh, I tell people a lot when I'm counseling them and and it's evident that they don't truly know the Lord, but they think they do. And it goes back to the what you believe is what you do. And if you have no desire for the Word of God, you have no conviction to live by it, then you, you're not saved because the Bible is clear that those who are truly saved see God rightly and love the Word of God and want to grow in it. They're not perfect, but they're continually to be, continue to walk in it and grow in it. And, um, and when they see what's in the Word, they, they're convicted and they repent and they grow they change mm -hmm. so it's evidence of a saved life yeah it's not perfection it's direction i think macarthur says that mm -hmm. faithfulness yeah all right well hopefully this is a helpful tool i hope you guys come back to this regularly mm -hmm. uh, for your own spiritual walks um it's it's there's no shame in needing this like yeah every single day even you uh, never to, grow past the gospel you only grow deeper in it yeah so we hope it blesses you on your walk and, and helps you as you progress all right. All right. Later, guys. Thanks. Later. Thank you for listening to the Change Up podcast. This podcast is made possible by the Field Church in Mandeville, Louisiana. If you don't have a home church, please come check us out. We have service times at 845 and 1045 on Sundays. And you can find more information at thefieldnola.com. If you found this podcast to be helpful, please share it with a friend or family member and rate and review on Apple Podcasts. This helps other people just like you find us.